my circle, who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try to make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to understand. Give me my crown podcast. Give me my crown podcast. And we back at you, season three, episode one. Um, once again, my name is Antonio. My name's Keith. And as y'all see, we got a guest on here today, our good friend Omar. Um, Omar, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't have a shirt on or anything. You know, I didn't even know this was season three here. So yeah, my name, yeah, my name is Omar Clark. Uh, you know, uh, originally from Ringo, Virginia, right outside of Danville, Virginia. Now I'm in uh, the sunny state of uh, Florida. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, pretty much I've known uh, these two gentlemen right here to have the honor to be to talk on this uh, since high school. Yeah. And, like, I like to say we all more like brothers than we are, like, friends, you know? So, yeah, like, yeah. let's dive into, like, we played football together. Dive yeah. into, like, once once we graduated high school, you know, you went to college. Dive into mm-hmm. what how life took you after high school. I uh, yeah, definitely played football together. You know, I got to take it back, you know, talk about spring buck. But anyways, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we played uh, high school. And then, you know, after high school, I didn't know which way I really wanted to go. But obviously, I went to Liberty University. Um, that's where I did my undergrad in um, health promotions chair, certified health education specialist. Then um, after that, I played for the university as well, played sports. Uh, still wasn't sure. Um, then I pursued a master's at the university. While I used to work for the university. And I mean, I had a little bit of a health scare. Actually, while I was there, I flipped my car down the embankment roughly six times. A lady behind us uh, saw us. Actually, was with uh, Larry Claiborne. He was he was with me on that trip. We were on the way to right. Richmond, Virginia. And, um, you know, had some headaches, migraines, neurologists, all these different specialists. And that's what kind of led me on the path. I was actually going to go to DO school, um, but it made a change. And I uh, went to chiropractor school. You know, my brother, he was a chiro- he's a chiropractor. My sister-in-law is a chiropractor. My brother was actually practicing in Italy uh, during that time frame in college when I had that bad crash. And that's when I started seeking some of his advice and different things on those lines. So, and that's what led me to chiropractor school and kind of fast forward to led me to where I'm at now. And we can dive more into that. But yeah, that's kind of a, a synopsis of everything. Okay. Now, when you went to Liberty, did you play? Um, did you play football all four years, or or uh, how did that go? Yeah, no, I didn't play all four years. I actually would play three. Um, I kind of gave up the last year. Sometimes now I wish I didn't, but at the same time, I wanted to focus more on school, and I was still dealing with some crazy uh, headaches and migraines, from concussions, and then that crazy car crash. And um, yeah, yeah, but I miss it. You know, I still have some great relationships with some buddies. A lot of my buddies now, um, they either coach in college or some played in the NFL. We're actually still keeping contact as well. Like Rashad Jennings, I don't know if y'all know who he is. Yeah. Played with yeah. him at Liberty. He was actually, I stayed with him freshman year. And then uh, my wife, my grandma, my wife, she used to tutor him in math. But yeah, he helped me out on a lot of different things uh, football wise. But yeah, he went to the Giants and then danced with the Stars. Actually, we were all texting not too long ago. And then uh, a couple other friends, obviously Larry Claiborne, we played together. Uh, from uh, Danville as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I kind of gave it up. I didn't play all four years. Okay. So how did you go from Liberty to end up in Cal? I mean, end up in Florida. In Florida, okay. Well, yeah. you know, when I decided I was gonna go to Cairo School, because 
Actually, it was established out there in Lynchburg, Virginia, where I, after uh, the university, uh, I was married in what 2011. Um, yeah, and then we were kind of debating. You know, we were trying to figure out, okay, should I go to Cairo school? Should I not? And then we were married for a little bit, and that's when we found out we were pregnant. And then I was like, ah, shoot, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. So I looked at different schools, going through the process, and you had a choice of, you know, snow, uh, somewhat yeah. hot, cold weather. Then you had this, uh, what, uh, choice to choose uh, the beaches. So obviously that's what yeah. made me choose uh, Florida, and that's what kind of led me down to Florida. We didn't know anyone really. So I went out there roughly about two months before my wife followed me. And when she came out, she was uh, 34 weeks pregnant. And we just started life that way, and just uh, that's how it all started. Okay, obviously, I guess you're glad you picked Florida because you're still in Florida. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's something about that that sunshine state. But no, we love it out here. My little ones love it. Um, I do miss the seasons sometimes, but now I'm the type. You know, I'll go visit. I don't want to be around cold weather. You know, get in and get out. That's my motto now. Yeah. <laughs> so how long? So when you moved, did you? Um, did you, once you finished school in Lynchburg, did you start school in Florida? Or did you start chiropractic school first in Lynchburg, then move to Florida? Okay. So basically, once I was at Liberty, Lynchburg, finished the master's after the master's, was there for a little bit. Then that's when I left and went straight to chiropractic school. Um, and, you know, that was what, roughly almost four years. And then while we were in school, what we first quarter they called the quarter system. So first quarter, I remember doing um, what was it biochemistry and pathology, whatever it was. We had our first little one, which is Isabella, and then when I got to national boards halfway through school, that's when we had our second child, which was uh, Gabriel. And then once I graduated and I started, when I decided I wanted to open up my own business, that's when we had our third little one, uh, which is Sophia. Okay. And so, how was chiropractic school? Was it pretty? Was it pretty difficult? I, I... Or was it, um, or was it, I guess, did what you study at Liberty make it easier to mm -hmm. do or was it still kind of difficult? Well, I would say it definitely kind of prepared me because I had a health background just going through the okay. um, health promotion chairs and I did a master's in health and wellness as well. And I had a lot of the different sciences and all those different things. But I mean, was it challenging at times? Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, anything at the end of the day can be challenging, but if you put the time in, it's just, you know, yeah. you go through the process. I would say during chiropractic school, most challenging part was the national boards. You know, you have multiple national boards you have to take through to get your licensures to be eligible to become licensed. I know some people who still haven't even passed their national boards and, you know, they've graduated, wow. you know, what, eight, nine years ago and still can't become licensed. So I wouldn't say it was hard. It just depends on how much work and how much time you put into it. And then we found a great group of friends, and we just studied all the way through school as well. That makes sense. So being a chiropractor, like, walk yeah. me through, like, what made you want to start your own practice? Yeah. Well, you know, that's a great question. Well, first off, I kind of rewind. What kind of led me down the chiropractor realm was because of that car crash. And then my brother told me about the doctor. His name was Dr. Ray Drury out in Charlotte, North Carolina. He started educating me on different things. And I just thought, you know, personally, when you hear chiropractor, you think, okay, rack and crack. That's all you really think about, right? But then yeah. once we started diving into the neurology and started, there's different subspecialties within chiropractic field. I said, oh, wow, this is interesting. Um, so that's what kind of made me go down that route. Just like I focus heavily in the upper cervical region, the neck area. So we deal with a lot of crazy cases. Sometimes people have fusions in the neck. 
We do pre and post MRI studies or fluid studies as well, um, cerebral spinal fluid, um, and just kind of see post and uh, pre and post. Uh, so that's what kind of led me down that route. So I kind of focused on that region. And then I was going to originally go practice with my brother and my sister-in-law, but at the same time, like, you know, sometimes you get involved with family, it can, it can mess things up, right, at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's when I say, you know what, I'm going to open up my own business. Uh, and that's when, while I was in school, I actually brought a club to the chiropractic school. It's called Advanced Mentorship for Entrepreneur Development. So we literally um, went to all these different businesses, chiropractic businesses, um, not even just chiropractic, other businesses, started learning different things, um, learning stuff, what not to do, what to do. Um, I picked my brother's brain, and then that's what kind of led me down the route where, all right, we're going to open up from scratch, and I kind of mapped out a plan. And same concept, we were driving around. My brother was in Bonita, Naples, driving around one day, came across Cape Coral, Florida, and we did some research, and I said, this is going to be home. Didn't know anyone, and we started from the ground up, you know, and just started knocking on doors, you know, metaphorically speaking, but just grinding, you know, chamber events, health talks, got involved with the city, um, educating people on what I do, what makes me different, um, and then also educating people on health in general. And when you're passionate about something, people see that and they start to flock to that as well. Okay. And you've always been a healthy, health conscious person. Like, <laughs> I remember I got high school stories and I would give one later of how health conscious <laughs> you are. But yeah, yeah. I know you was talking, you had your kids in between like going to school and finishing up and tell yeah. us about the difficulties of trying to be, being a parent, having newborn kids and start business. Yeah. You know, that was definitely some challenging times. Uh, and obviously having little ones and understanding too, postpartum depression is real, you know, for, you know, anyone out there with little ones are potentially going to have little ones, you know, from the, the mother side of things. Um, but it was definitely challenging times. It was more so of us just kind of, Having those conversations, understand it's going to be a sacrifice. You know, with some days, you know, I started class, then I had to go to the cadaver lab or go to, you know, my clinic and do those rounds, and I'm not even getting home. Then it was time to study. You know, I want to get home till 12 o'clock at night. Um, but us having that understanding that, hey, it's a season, there's different seasons, um, and obviously seasons come and they seasons go. And having that kind of that understanding kind of helped us go through it. And then it's kind of like, that's all we know, you know, just grind and kids. And it also kind of prepared us too when it was time for opening up the business. You know, we, we've done a lot. We understand how to manage a schedule and just map things out and game plan and you can push forward. So it kind of prepared us for the business of life and the business aspect. And then also having team and training team and all those different realms. Okay. So I know you said you focus on, you focus on the upper, um, the upper spotter, like near the near the neck. Is there? I guess the, does every chiropractor have a specialty? Yeah, great question. No, yeah, I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, majority do. They have a focus okay. on what they focus on. So, like for example, you know, we see you'd be surprised. We see a lot of pregnant moms. Like I have some relationships with OBs out here because uh, I'm certified in the Webster's technique. But at the same time, as a chiropractor that I know is really close. That's her focus is babies, infants, and pelvic floor issues after delivery. So, you know, yeah, we see them, but if I know someone's an expert and this case is complex, I send them down there. So, yeah, majority of chiropractors focus, some focus on more of nutritional aspects, some dive more into uh, functional medicine, some dive more into like the upper cervical realm, where it's 
you're taking specific type of x-rays, you're analyzing the x-rays. Um, so yeah, you have those different fields. So that's why I say, you know, some people might go to this office and then go over here. It's totally different because that's just like in the same field in medicine as well. And I have my buddy, he's a podiatrist. I have another one who's a surgeon, but now he's focused on the vascular side of things, which is, um, you know, veins and everything. And I have another one who is a surgeon and now he just does more regenerative medicine. You know, he's focusing on like stem cells and prolotherapy and he doesn't want to cut anyone anymore. So he goes a whole different route. So everyone has their little niche that they kind of focus on. That's interesting because I didn't know that because I've been to the chiropractor before and I thought all chiropractors were the same. Um, I go in there, I get my back cracked, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I thought they were all the same. I didn't know that each, I didn't know they were more like doctors would have specialties in certain areas. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, just like um, we, I co-manage some cases uh, as well. So as a doctor out in um, Fort Myers, he does a lot of the regenerative medicine, like I was telling you, but he has people who fly in from, I mean, it's insane, like out of the country, Germany, Saudi Arabia, wherever. And they're getting like um, stem cells because they tore some ligaments due to a bad, you know, uh, fall or a crash. So we take pre and post imaging to be able to set the atlas, which is the top bone in the neck, um, kind of sits on that second bone. And then once we set everything, then he goes back in and re-injects to help strengthen up those ligaments and those muscles so that everything can kind of mold the way it's supposed to. So, but yeah, every chiropractor, you know, has their own different niche. Um, okay. And... It just depends on what people are looking for. Just like some people might want to get, you know, like you say, you go in there, you get adjusted that way type of ordeal. That's not what we do. But I know someone who does that. And that's why I refer out to them, too. It's all about relationships, knowing what you're good at, knowing what your focus is, and then putting people where they need to go or whoever's going to help them give them point A to point B. Makes sense. So what is so, your focus? You said so, what? I think you focus on the neck, but like, tell me some of yeah. the therapies you do as far as your gotcha. main focus. Yeah. So basically within the neck, it's called orthospinology. That's actually my technique. So you can actually go to a website. It's called orthospinology.org and you'll see we do uh, instrument-based adjusting based on your anatomy. So we shoot the images, we analyze the images, we get the measurements down and then based on your measurements, that's how we adjust in certain vectors. So this is where you apply some of the principles, you know, uh, physics or just like force equals acceleration times mass, we're able to use more acceleration versus more force to deliver the exact same amount of mass. So that's why we have different headpiece angles based on the anatomy of the head. We unlock the segment when we set them up. Um, but yeah, we also do that. We also focus on a lot of neuropathy stuff. So I have um, another device. It's a German-based device. You know, same device, similar to use for kidney stones, but it's not. It's called soft wave therapy, but it's a tissue regeneration therapy device. So we help a lot of cases where um, torn ligaments or um, chronic issues or neuropathy cases or um, what else, uh, disc bulge cases, uh, because this application kind of helps locate damaged tissue, helps bring your natural stem cells into that area. Uh, We also have uh, cold laser therapy as well. Um, We utilize something called an Arconia laser device. Um, I love that device. It's in a lot of the research studies um, that they have on PubMed. Same thing with Softwave. They now have it at the uh, what, the Cleveland Clinic, and I think the Mayo Clinic has one now. Um, and eventually, I'm going to be adding some more different things like contrast therapy. This is more like biohacking, um, you know, cold plunges, uh, sauna, 
and then also hyperbaric oxygen chamber because I'm actually in the process of building a wellness center out here. Nice. So I guess in in your field of work, um, mm-hmm. it's something I guess a lot of people wouldn't think about, but networking is very important because you have to be able to network with though with these other doctors, then also these other chiropractors, so you know who to send your patients to. So in turn, your patients trust you that you're sending them to the right spot. And then also vice versa, when these other chiropractors have patients that need something within your specialty, they can send them to you, therefore bringing you more business. Correct. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And, that, and, and that's what it's about. It's all about building relationships. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, you know, um, I have great relationships with physical therapists, some other um, podiatrists, some surgeons. Um, then you have some, you know, who... <laughs> You don't get along with because they're stuck yeah. in their old ways as well. Just like I can dive into the history of how <laughs> this whole realm operates. Um, but my motto is just educating people on what true health and healing is and not making, you know, helping people become aware and not be dependent on a, a pill, a lotion or a potion yeah. at the end of the day. You know, yes, there's a time and a place when we need, you know, medication or we need surgery. We have some of the best medical schools and surgeons, but at the same time, that's not where health comes from. Um, and then if we can start to change that mantra, you'll be surprised of how we can affect uh, just, you know, the well-being of everyone. Because when you look at the statistics of what we're dealing with as a nation, that's the part that makes me a little bit frustrated. And then also just knowing, yeah. you know, my parents and where, you know, my father, he dealt with some health issues. You know, he passed in 2021. And I'm just like, man, you know, so that's what kind of gives me my passion, too. But then also just building those relationships so we can help that patient make an informed decision about their health. Okay. So you try to focus more on instead of putting a bandaid on it with a medicine or injection or whatever, you try to focus like what's the deeper root, what can, yeah. what, what can push you to, to live a healthier lifestyle rather than being dependent on a substance. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. And you know, that, that's the main thing. You know, I was talking to a buddy, <laughs> he's a uh, primary uh, doc. He used to work in, uh, I forget, in, I don't want to name the hospital, but long story short, I said, man, you should get paid on how many people you don't put on medication. You can keep them off medication. And we were laughing about it, but I said, but think about it. I said, yeah, we might have to prescribe. They might have to prescribe something, right? But at the same time, are you helping them figure out, okay, if I have to prescribe you this, let's say, medication, what is the game plan so we can figure out to get you off of this, right? And that's what I was telling him. I said, that should be your focus, but that's not how the system works. And that's a whole yeah. different conversation on a different yeah. day. But yeah. <laughs> you said a key word earlier, you were talking about like working with chronic issues, right? Yeah. So yeah. somebody has like chronic pain, mm-hmm. like your process helps them or do they need to, do you make them go to a doctor first or you see the plan that a doctor has for them and then work through it? How's yeah, that work? absolutely. Yeah. Our process definitely helps. Um, you know, majority of the time, too, when people like I just had a gentleman came in to our office last week. He's had two back surgeries, had a knee surgery, had a hip surgery. Um, he's strung out for the most part, almost on opioids. And, you know, he's looking for other answers. So by the time some people come in, you know, they're they've been through the ringer a little bit. Um, but then sometimes we're able to stop like one lady went last year, her neurosurgeon, they were contemplating on surgery and she wanted other options so he knew she was coming to me kind of co-managed i was giving him updates but long story short we would have saved her from not having to go in a knife and he was ecstatic about it you know sometimes that doesn't happen because at the end of the day you know it's you know when you go in a knife they make a lot of money i'm just being honest with you yeah. uh, but my motto is least invasive to most invasive 
that's the way it should be, right? Let's figure out what's the least evasive route. And then if we can't figure out the most least evasive route, then okay, let's look at your other parameters for the most invasive. So if we can avoid medication, avoid medication, you can avoid surgery, avoid surgery. If it's a chronic pain issue, let's dig deep to figure out why it happened. Because majority of the time, chronic pain is something deeper rooted from years ago. Or yes, it can be an acute issue, but majority of the time when we feel something, that doesn't mean it just happened right then and there. That's just letting us know your body is letting you know there's a problem, right? Because I say the body does three things, whispers, talks, and screams at us. And that's kind of how once it starts screaming at us, did it happen right then and there? Was it a buildup over the years? And now that foundation is not solidified like it used to be. So guess what? Something has to crumble, and that's when the symptomatology starts to happen. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because I have, like, knee and back issues and mm-hmm. seem like when I hit – 30 somewhere between 30 and 35 is when it started getting even worse but then when i go to the doctor like well it's been going on for like been going on for years on and off but as soon as i hit that about 30 about 30 years old was when it started getting more constant so that that makes perfect sense what you just said yeah no for sure hey you come out here we can talk about some things and help you out (laughs) (laughs) i was just going to ask that do you treat patients that's not located in florida um, yeah, we, it depends on what program, like some of our neuropathy program, um, some of our uh, other programs, just like I'm getting ready to launch uh, a huge uh, weight loss um, in uh, January, and then I'm going to open up probably three different locations. That's my goal. Uh, but yeah, we can help people from different areas. It just depends on what it is. Like I have some of my practice members or patients who they're like snowbirds. We have a lot of snowbirds out here in regards to their six months here, six months somewhere else. And they come back. So, yeah, some of those people we do help. It just all depends on case by case as well. Well, if you're going to start a weight loss program, you got your first customer <laughs> right here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, no, we can talk, brother. We can talk. I'll, I'll send you a video of my buddy. He just did with someone that's long ago and kind of helped them out. Okay. Um, they, just, they just knocked off, like, what, 40 pounds. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, I, I will say chiropractors are amazing because I – I got an adjustment and it is crazy how they'll feel down your spine or feel that feel around your neck and hit that perfect spot. Like it's, it's, it's the craziest thing to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And it, it, it's so many different layers to that in regards to the neurology and the different yeah. receptors that fire off. And yeah, man, like I said, a long time ago, I used to think, Oh, chiropractic. Yeah. But now I'm like, Whoa, it's a whole, it's a whole world that I'm like, man, I wish I knew more or I wish other people knew some of the true meaning behind it and the neurology that's associated with it, let alone just the research and the history from years and years ago. And that's where you can go into the history books and you can start pulling some stuff out. And I was shocked, you know, some of the stuff that I was starting to see because of how the system has kind of all been created because a long time ago, medicine in general used to be um, focused on a holistic realm but they shut down the schools a long time ago and that's when they kind of went petroleum based and that's a whole nother conversation but i just feel like we should be focusing on how do we keep someone in a healthy state versus when someone's in a sick state you know let's just treat the symptoms versus okay why are we in this state if we can like i said always go back to why what's transpired how can we correct it versus managing symptoms I think as a whole, we can improve health across the world, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a great point because even when I go to the doctor, I'm looking for like just a regular doctor. I'm looking for a doctor that's gonna that's gonna look for the issue instead of just giving me a medicine. Because as soon as you give me a medicine, the first thing I'm doing is obviously looking at the uh, looking at the side effect. If it's a side yeah. effect I don't like, I'm like I'm not taking this medicine. So then my yeah. symptoms get worse because I'm not taking the medicine they prescribe because I don't like the side effect. But I think yeah. the, like you said, looking at looking at the why instead of, hey, let's just fix it now, looking at the why did this happen and let's work on the root cause, I think mm -hmm. that's de I think that definitely helps out in the long run. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's and that's what it's about. Um, and that's what we just try to strive to educate people on and kind of go from there. And sometimes I always say this and I'll, I'll say this is at the end of the day, doesn't matter what room you're in or what titles someone has you all are the best doctors in the room because you all know your body better than anyone else. And sometimes people who have titles feel like you can't be questioned or if you question my authority, then there's a problem. But no, I encourage everyone. I encourage my patients as well. Always ask questions. You should be asking your doctors questions, ask me questions when you go for wherever because you should always be informed. And at the end of the day, you have to make that decision. No one else controls or knows your health better than you do. And that's what I always encourage people to focus on. Makes sense. You got any more questions to answer? I got more questions and want to dive into more, but I'm looking at we had 25 minutes, right? And I know if I go yeah. down this next route, <laughs> I'll start it off though. I'll start off. I'll yeah. just say I know, yeah, I know you more than just a chiropractor. I know you're yeah. a businessman. I know you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Like what, what? what's your next in your life. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's just funny you say that. Yeah. Um, well, right now, like I said, I'm building a wellness center, but not only building a wellness center, I'm building a whole commercial strip. It's about three units. Uh, I'm going to take 6,000 square feet of it for my office, and then I'm going to be renting out the other two. Um, from a commercial standpoint, I've had you know some restaurants uh, reach out, nail salon, ABC store, um, yoga studio, um, H&R Block, some other big box office names. So that's my next round. I want to get more into the commercial side of things. Um, and then after, once we, we actually broke ground, uh, what, a few months ago? We should be done in, uh, what, June of next year. Uh, we're going to have a ground. Yeah, appreciate it. We'll have a groundbreaking ceremony here soon. But, you know, learning a lot um, from permitting. Because, you know, I built... I oversaw my house project from the ground up and I was going to sell it. And then obviously the market skyrocketed. So it's like, you sell it. What's the point of selling it? You don't have anywhere to go. But after I get the commercial and stuff um, up and then those two units running out, you know, that's, that's in itself. Yeah. It's, I'm thinking about retirement, not in retirement, but just thinking about long-term uh, yeah. because once yeah. I have those two units running out within less than 10 years, that's just from not touching that. It's, a little over a mil, uh, million from yeah. that aspect. So my next goal is to get an apartment uh, building and then being able to, you know, just continue to learn. But then also I'm working on a nonprofit as well. I just got it approved. Um, it's called uh, Gifted Hands. Uh, so basically where we'll be able to bring in other providers and do certain things to be able to give back to the community and help people um, and also do some mission um, trips. And then also just be able to provide health to people who can't afford it or might not be able to afford it, because that's a that's another thing too. Um, when you just look at the way the healthcare system is, um, yeah. so yeah, you know, outside of that, I'm just constantly learning. Um, I love 
business. I love real estate. Real estate is actually a passion of mine. I kind of want to continue to dive in, but um, outside of that, you know, we from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I always tell people, you know, always have someone. You should always be pouring into some people on the same level as you, and then you always have a couple people ahead of you that's pouring into you, then a couple people that are trying to get to where you're at and you're pouring into them. You know, kind of to keep everything um, level from that standpoint, and then also having mentors. I don't care what anyone says. You know, some people say, "Oh, you know, I don't have a mentor. I did it all on my own." No, you you have to have someone along that journey yeah. that um, holds you accountable or tell you the stuff that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And you know, I've been doing leadership training since twenty whew, twenty thirteen. Um, one of my mentors, he does a lot of training for the NASA astronauts, uh, Zoom headquarters, BlackRock um, out there in New York, um, AT&T headquarters. Uh, and he's, he's the man. And I do that for my team as well, because at the end of the day, you know, when you have a team, if you're in business that way, if you're not pouring into your team, then it doesn't matter because, you know, they say, you know, the saying, they say you could uh, go fast by yourself, but you can go farther as a team. And that's one of my other mottos is making sure I'm pouring into my team and, making sure we're all doing this together and moving forward from that standpoint. Makes sense. So before we go, I got to tell the story. Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell the story of how health conscious he is. So oh, senior year, we were, we were on lunch break. Oh, we go, I know what the story is. We go to McDonald's, <laughs> right? And so I get my order, and I was like, let me get get some McDonald's fries, large size with extra fries. <laughs> So he like, you really gonna eat ex- extra salt on your fries? I'm like, yeah, I want extra salt. So I take like three fries out of the container, and he smacked the thing out of my hands like, not while you with me. I can't let allow you to kill yourself while you with me. So I'm like, you just smacked these fries on the ground. You better pay me for these fries. Yeah. But uh, that's how I helped kind of see what he was looking oh, out for yeah. me, even when I wasn't looking out for myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I do remember that. It's funny. I mean. You know, I, now that I know things even more, because, I mean, I'm not going to lie now. I used to love, back in the day, that Big Mac, I know, that double cheeseburger with the Big Mac sauce. That was my go-to yep, right there. I used to, <laughs> but no, I mean, that's a whole other topic we can dive into, man, from the food industry. Uh, it's kind of scary when you start to learn stuff, when especially when you're exposed to other countries or you have friends in different countries. And then you start to see some of the different things that are approved in our food over here that's not a, that's banned in other countries. And yes. that's something we can literally sit down, you know, over fire or something one day and just talk about. But that's the main thing is, is, you know, food is, you know, let food be thy medicine. You know, Hippocrates stated that. But we should be eating to live, not live to eat at the end of the day. And that's the way I see it. I say if it – think about it. If you take these couple principles, if – you pick up a box and you don't understand what the words are on the back of the box, put it back. That's the way I see it. <laughs> or yeah. or if it didn't come from the ground or if it's not fresh or you can leave it in your cabinet for two, three years food-wise, and that's, a, that's what you got to start to think about, right? And that's the way I see it. It's not about diets. I don't care. Diets are meant to be broken, so I tell people you should never be on a diet. It should be a lifestyle, just baby steps. And once you start to instill those baby steps, that momentum starts to build and then you'd be surprised at how it starts to shift and you have a whole different lifestyle. But yeah, before we go, I got to ask y'all this now. Uh This is season, this is season three here. Uh It's first time I heard about this. So tell Uh me what inspired this podcast, 
you know, what, what, where was the vision at? And then what's the purpose of it? Because I'm like, man, how come I didn't know about this? Y'all been doing it. I've been listening and following y'all. So we, we kind of, because we always just have this random conversations. Like we yeah. just go off the top of the head. We talk because I do, um, I do real estate and also um, do real estate. I'm in law enforcement. So I do a lot. And I'm also a financial coach. So we just, and um, Anson, he he does pest control and he's big in cryptocurrency and stuff like that. So we always just start, just have conversations about either news articles we see or mm-hmm. whatever. We, as our group of friends, we just start having random conversations. We're like, yeah, we should start a podcast. Like, cause we, we talk about a lot. And so that's kind of how it started. We just, we're like, hey, let's throw this on a podcast and the knowledge we're sharing, let's share it with the world and let's get people's stories out there and let's do this. And it that's how it started. Oh my <laughs> like we're right at a year now. Wow. Yeah. And we always, we I call it debating. We always debating on like, um, yeah. I'm going to say what, 2020 some of y'all, I was like, I'm like, stop walking on crash. It's going to yeah. be a recession. He was like, oh, I don't think so. Everything's about the housing market. market. And so, housing the housing market. market. Yeah, the housing market. I'm like, oh, it's about to crash. And he's like, no, nah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take off. So then I was, we were literally about to buy a house in Charlotte. He was like, man, you should buy the house, even if you can't move to Charlotte, and then sell it. I'm like, nah, I don't think that's a good financial decision. And lo and behold, everything went up. So I was like, hey, my guy, admit you, I was wrong. You know, so <laughs> when we wrong, we admit we wrong. You know? I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. See, and I would love stuff like that, man. I, we can, and you know, that's the beauty of it. I say this though: is the fact that you know you can debate. Everyone has a difference of opinions. Yeah. But if you're wrong, you admit it. Because nowadays, you know, if you don't agree with this, or you don't agree with that. They act like they can't talk to one another. People get upset with one another. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. we we all we all old school. That's the way I kind of see it now. It's kind of yeah, crazy yeah. we're saying that now, but <laughs> and at the end of the day, we still love one another. We're still brothers at the end of the day. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not yeah, gonna say this before we go. My mama would be; she asks about you all the time, and she, if I don't bring that up on this podcast, she goes like, "You should have seen the Bible; you was on there." So yeah, she always like, "What Omar do?" Yeah, so uh, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's the thing too. At the end of the day, we all might not talk as much, you know, and, you know. But I know you know who your real brothers are. You don't have to yeah, talk to them every single day, but if they pick up the phone, they need something. That's how I am, you know. Hey, if I can help out, I can help out. And that's the way it should be, you know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, I was excited when you texted me this. Yeah. This is definitely a big help. I'm pretty sure we'll have a few comments. And we may have to bring you back on for another episode. Because I'm pretty sure we'll have a few comments of uh, people asking questions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, we definitely appreciate you coming on. You dropped a ton of knowledge like said, yeah. a lot of stuff i had no idea about because obviously we don't work in the medicine world so yeah. you was able to kind of shed light on a bunch of stuff that I had no idea about so we definitely yeah. appreciate you for that no i appreciate you all and hey y'all selling shirts or whatever send me the link you know i'm going to support it. yeah we got you <laughs> all right, hey, i'm serious about their weight loss though i'm not playing like hey, no yeah. seriously we can talk we can talk i'll hook you yeah. up um I'll map everything out for you from that standpoint because I even have the whole FDA app. I'm ready to launch as well and okay. tracks all that stuff and through the um, Apple Store. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. All right. And um, as we always say before we get off of every podcast, we want to thank Omar. And as we always tell y'all, this is more than a podcast. We handing out crowns.
And they ain't out, you know we gotta give a crown to. Oh, we gotta give a crown to Omar. And you know we oh, gotta get a crown, man. Yeah. Oh, I get a crown. All right, man, we appreciate you. And like I said, we definitely going to get you back on for another podcast. All right, fellas. Y'all be blessed now. All right, too, thank man. you. All right. All right. All right. Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try and make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to understand my-